Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Doctor Who has been the subject of various urban myths throughout its many years in operation. However, sometimes there's a certain level of fact to be found amongst the fabricated fiction, as this list will demonstrate. With that in mind, I'm Sean Ferrick for Who Culture, and here are 10 Doctor Who urban legends that are actually true. 10. An accidental scarf. The fourth Doctor with his multicoloured scarf has become one of the most beloved and recognisable accessories in Doctor Who history, which makes the true story behind its creation all the more interesting. The show's costume designer, James Ackeson, gave a knitter the choice of several balls of yarn during the process of establishing the fourth Doctor's now iconic look, and she ended up knitting all of it into one gigantic scarf. Suffice to say, Ackeson loved it, and it went on to become a permanent fixture throughout Tom's acclaimed TARDIS tenure. It's somewhat amusing to discover that one of the most coveted items in Doctor Who history was actually created created entirely by accident. Let's face it though, the best things usually are. 9. Redrafting the Five Doctors Five Doctors reunited on screen back in 1983 to celebrate Doctor Who's 20th anniversary in the aptly titled feature-length special, The Five Doctors. But things could have been very, very different. In the original draft of the script, written by Terence Dix, the star of the show was Tom Baker, whose fourth Doctor would steal the Master's TARDIS and then head to Gallifrey to unravel Barusa's plot while the other Doctors fought off an array of threats in the Death Zone. It was a clever concept on the BBC's behalf to capitalise on the show's landmark festival by attempting to recreate the unequivocal success of Tom Baker's tenure. The man himself threw an almighty spanner in the works, however, when he refused to reprise his iconic role owing to the fact that he'd only just left it. As such, the script was subsequently rewritten, but the fourth Doctor wasn't completely left out of proceedings. Footage from his unused serial, Shada, was edited into the episode, and his waxwork model from Madame Tussauds was used for all the cast publicity photos. The BBC are nothing if not ruthlessly resourceful. 8. Regeneration was based on LSD. In the 1960s, Doctor Who adopted its unique, and now iconic, premise of regeneration, which would allow the titular Time Lord to live on after the untimely departure of the role's original, and arguably the best, incumbent William Hartnell. Producers didn't realise it at the time, but it had all the makings of a winning formula which would help to ensure the show's legacy as the longest-running science fiction series of all time. Even back then, the writers always had a pretty good idea about what the Doctor's process of metaphysical change would entail, too. The concept was originally outlined within in the internal BBC memos which were unearthed to the masses in 2010. To add to the dramatic effect, the regeneration process would be extremely traumatic for the Doctor as he relived some of the most unendurable moments of his long life, and the experience was likened to that of the side effects of an LSD drug. Instead of experiencing the kicks, he just has the hell and dank horror instead. Sounds like fun? 7. The odds were against him. 
It's often suggested that Sylvester McCoy's portrayal of the Seventh Doctor was directly responsible for Doctor Who's controversial cancellation in 1989, but it's unfair to assume that he was the only factor that contributed to the show's untimely demise. Actually, that's just not true at all. To say he was initially unpopular though, isn't entirely without evidence. The results of the BBC's internal research into his debut series at the helm of the TARDIS were interesting to say the least. 30% of the audience claimed to like absolutely nothing about his incarnation of the titular Time Lord, as he received a personal summary index figure, which is basically the BBC's posh way of asking people to rank how good he was, of 46, which was said to be considerably less than his only moderately popular predecessor, Colin Baker. It wasn't just bad news for poor old McCoy either. His first companion, Melanie Bush, played by Bonnie Langford, also suffered as a result of the turbulent tenure in the TARDIS, both on and off screen. In fact, a landslide 56% of questionnaire respondents revealed that they wished she'd actually been eaten during the 1987 serial Paradise Towers. They never stood a chance. 6. Medieval Mishaps Fans are often hearing about writers whose attempts to contribute to Doctor Who are destined to go down like a lead balloon, and this is one of the more regrettable examples. Stephen Fry is one of the many notable names whose effort to lend their creativity to the timey-wimey proceedings were ultimately in vain. In his case, it was for an episode that was originally slated to form part of New Who's second series, David Tennant's first in the role as the Tenth Doctor back in 2006. The programme's then-head writer Rusty Davies eventually decided, however, that the adventure Fry had envisioned was far too ambitious for the constraints of the show's current budget to handle. By the time Fry got around to making the necessary changes, the role of the Doctor's coveted companion was no longer inhabited by Billy Piper, and he just didn't have the time to redraft the story for the show's new co-star, Martha Jones. According to speculation, though, the episode in question would have been set in the 1920s, while other conflicting reports suggest that it would have been loosely based on a medieval poem about Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. This is Doctor Who, of course, so it could easily have been both. 5. Backstage Bust-Ups Tom Baker and Louise Jameson's rocky relationship is still one of the most hotly discussed aspects of Doctor Who history, and it's widely known, and now openly acknowledged by the actors themselves, that they didn't initially see eye to eye when Louise was signed up as the Doctor's new companion, Leela, in 1977. In fact, many fans note that Tom rarely even looks Louise in the eye during their episodes together, which is a trait that the fourth Doctor's star is infamous for executing toward co-stars he particularly disliked. The truth behind their backstage bust-up, however, has never been completely explained. According to Tom, the tension began when Louise said he was cold, and it didn't help that he took an instant disliking to the violent nature of her screen alias. It wasn't too bad in the end, as he noted, that she didn't stay long at all, but they have since settled their differences and put their past disputes behind them. 4. Typecast Terror on the subject of behind-the-scenes disputes, Doctor Who's reboot in 2005 was met with a rapturous response of critical acclaim, and as such it was one of the biggest shocks in TV history when Christopher Eccleston revealed that he was leaving the role after just one series. Amid rumours that he had already signed to stick with the show for at least another year, speculation surrounding his sudden change of heart was one of the nation's hot topics, and it dominated the mainstream media when news of his impromptu exit was leaked. His decision to hand over the keys to the TARDIS was originally put down to the fact that Christopher didn't want to become typecast as the titular Time Lord. As the years have gone by though, it has transpired that there were probably other more dominant factors that contributed to the star's untimely departure. The actor himself has largely remained tight-lipped on what went on behind the scenes, although he has revealed that he wasn't comfortable with the environment and culture that they, the cast and crew, were forced to work in. That, combined with the fact that he never bathes in the same river twice, resulted in him declining Stephen Moffat's offer to reprise the role for the Day of the Doctor as part of the show's 50th anniversary 
anniversary festivities in 2013, much to the dismay of his legion of fans. Nobody knows for sure what really happened at the build-up to Christopher Eccleston's exit, but his legacy as the Ninth Doctor will stand the test of time. 3. The Regeneration of Sarah Jane Smith Elizabeth Sladen is regarded as the defining Doctor Who companion of all time thanks to her portrayal of Sarah Jane Smith, but her journey to the TARDIS was as turbulent as her subsequent adventures aboard it. The coveted role was initially awarded to actress April Walker of Faulty Towers and the Two Ronnies fame, but the show's then-producer Barry Letts had a sudden change of heart when it transpired that third Doctor John Pertwee was wholly against the choice of his new companion. Walker was promptly replaced by Elizabeth Sladen, who was recommended by a BBC colleague and hadn't actually been involved in the casting process itself. It's now difficult to imagine anyone but Elizabeth in the role, but this intriguing development, which remained a closely guarded secret until recent years, just proves that things could have so easily been very different. 2. The Axe Factor One of the most notable events in Doctor Who history is its axe back in 1989. Fans have since been searching for somebody, anybody, to blame for the untimely demise of their favourite show and its subsequent 16-year hiatus. And usually the finger is pointed in the direction of Michael Grade, who was serving as the controller of BBC One at the time of Doctor's controversial cancellation. Or was he? While Grade made no secret of the fact that he hated everything Doctor Who stood for, the suggestion that he was solely responsible for its untimely demise isn't entirely true. Although he had previously suspended it in 1986 and subsequently dismissed Colin Baker from the title role, it was actually Jonathan Powell who indefinitely pulled the plug on the Doctor's adventures. Grade had moved on to his new position as controller of Channel 4 by the time the series was shelved, so he wasn't directly involved in the decision to kill it off for good. It's probably much easier to blame him though, just because of what he said about it. Nobody calls our beloved Time Lord pathetic and gets away with it. 1. The almost axe factor. Doctor Who will always be haunted by its controversial cancellation in 89, but it might shock you to hear that it wasn't the first time the series has faced the cut. Perhaps even more surprising is the revelation that it happened once again as recently as David Tennant's departure, when the BBC chiefs were called into crisis meetings to discuss how on earth the show would manage to survive without him at its helm. This is according to Stephen Moffat, who has revealed that even he was unnerved by how seemingly little the BBC had faith in the programme following the demise of the Tenth Doctor. Suffice to say, the BBC were just plain silly to even doubt its longevity, as it was left in the more than capable hands of Matt Smith. As of 2014, with Peter Capaldi's introduction as the 12th Doctor, Doctor Who surpassed worldwide viewership of over 70 million. It was probably just a senior moment among the powers that be, and as such it would never have come to any fruition. Let's hope so anyway, for the sake of Whovian insanity. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 